There's this huge controversy surrounding some of the most famous artifacts housed in some of the most famous museums. Today, the right to own a piece of the past. We ask, should the museums of the West return cultural artifacts to their native countries? Western museums have often resisted repatriating art, arguing that they can take better care of it. Returning the objects is possibly a good point. It's unacceptable that around 90% of Africa's artistic heritage is outside Africa. It has opened a debate on looted artifacts, a debate to send them back to their country of origin. About what to do with all the art that they borrowed permanently by force from Africa. So clearly we see that the ensuing debate means that the list of relics demanded back from their countries of origin is ever-growing. So we're going to talk about one of the most talked about artifacts, Nefertiti's bust. Nefertiti's bust currently sits in a room in the German Neues Museum in Berlin. With her large pristine glass, she gazes just above eye level, radiating both power and excellence. She is ethereal, pristine, a piece of history of culture so widely studied, but yet so much is unknown. She is the visual affirmation of the woman named Nefertiti, whose name literally means, the beautiful woman has come. But this begs the question, I mean, why is she not in Egypt? Why is she in Germany? And why is Egypt asking for the bus back now? Who is Nefertiti and what does she symbolize? Where should she actually be located? Does it even matter? Let's look at the issue of repatriation by looking at the story of Nefertiti's bust. So let's go back in time, rewind and start the story. Let's look at someone who's been called the most beautiful woman in the world. So Nefertiti was a famous figure, but so little is actually known about her. Her origins are debated. She could have been the daughter of a top advisor, a Syrian princess. Some might even claim that she could have been the sister or cousin to her husband, as marriages between blood relatives was not really uncommon in ancient Egypt. In the 14th century BCE, Nefertiti became the great royal wife to Amenhotep IV, who soon proclaimed himself King Akhenaten, which bequeathed to her the status of Queen of Egypt. They had an unconventional rule, to say the least. They switched the state religion to worship the sun. The god Amen was replaced by the god Aten, and the gods were slowly removed from society, their temples shut down. They designed themselves to be the only two priests of Aten. It was believed that she was more powerful than previous Egyptian rulers because, unlike other chief queens, she is shown taking part in daily worship repeating the same gestures and making similar offers as the king in many of the sculptures that align famous tombs. During her reign, Nefertiti held many titles. Hereditary princess, sweet of love, great of praises, the lady of grace, lady of two lands, and the mistress of upper and lower Egypt. However, 17 years after Akhenaten's reign, Nefertiti quickly disappears from Egyptian culture. Her death unrecorded and much of her life, her origins and role forgotten. So 
So the bust. On December 6, 1912, the limestone bust of Nefertiti was unearthed by the German archaeologist Ludwig Borchardt. The archaeologists were excavating in Amarna and came across the ancient sculptor Tutmosis' workshop. The bust was buried in the sand, and Borchardt, upon inspecting it, noted, You cannot describe it with words. You must see it. It was a sight to behold, because the object had somehow survived thousands of years, mostly intact, except for two ears that were later reglued and one missing eye. There's this romantic theory that claims that Tutmosis fell in love with Nefertiti. However, when she refused him, he left the eye blank as a failure to see the nature of his love. In reality, though, the bus probably had two eyes at one point, and one of them just kind of fell off. But this is where the debate starts about who should own Nefertiti. It should be noted that at the time of the excavation, Egypt was under British rule, and the French controlled the Ministry of Antiquities, who had the final say on what was exported or remained in Egypt, all the artifacts. So Egyptians themselves were not part of this conversation. The policy at the time was to divide the shares of the relics 50-50. Borchardt presented the authorities with a list of items that he would like to export, take with him back to Germany, in which the bust of Nefertiti was listed among several other plaster items. And there was another list of stone objects. Now, authorities and Borchardt assumed that the better items would have been the stone ones, and the plaster ones were of lesser value. Nefertiti's bust is made of plaster, but over limestone. So the value of the object has not really been revealed. It's not really a flat-out lie, but it's also not entirely the truth. Borchardt, in another letter to his friends, said that he had benefited from the fact that the authorities did not open the lid of the wooden box to inspect Nefertiti. The authorities did not check to see what object was leaving Egypt, therefore they could not comprehend the value of it, because they didn't even bother to inspect the items. He did have to present pictures before exporting the bust, but he admitted that he, quote-unquote, hid the beauty, but not to such an extent that he could be accused of hiding something. So he kind of just used bad lighting, essentially catfishing for Egyptian relics. And so it was under no real Egyptian approval, either coincidence or careful planning, that no one noticed the real value of the object, that the beautifully most adorned, intact, pristine treasure left Egypt's shores and sailed to Germany in 1913, before finally being displayed in 1923. So the first informal demand from Egypt was in 1925. The Egyptian government forbade any German excavations in Egypt unless the bust was returned. Germany ignored this order and the excavations continued. The second informal demand came four years later. Egypt offered to trade a collection of antiquities for the bust, but again, Germany said no. And in 1933, there was finally a movement. Germany was close to returning the bust, until Adolf Hitler quickly stopped it. So these were Hitler's exact words. Oh, these Egyptologists and these professors. 
I don't attach any value to their appraisals. I know this famous bust, and I've viewed it and admired it many times. It is a unique masterpiece, a jewel, a real treasure. Do you know what I'm going to do one day? I'm going to build a new Egyptian museum in Berlin. I dream that there I will create a hall, topped by a dome, where alone, in the middle, this marvel will be placed. And for that reason, I will not renounce the Queen's head. The people of the Weimar Republic, having recently lost their own royal family, were more than happy to proclaim Nefertiti as their own. So the bust kind of started to function of an insignia of national identity for Nazi Germany, which is kind of weird. With the imminent looming threat of World War II, the bust was packed and stored in a bank, then a bunker, and finally, by order of the Fuhrer, it was hidden in a salt mine. After the war, the Egyptian government tried to get the bust back, once again. But the Americans rejected this plan and refused the repatriation of the bust on the grounds that they could only repatriate items stolen during war or the war. This was a legal matter between Egyptians and Germans, and so the bust ended up staying in Berlin. West Berlin, to be exact. But the Soviets made a move on it too, claiming that the bust should be theirs because the museum that originally housed the bust fell in East Berlin. So the bitter dispute only ended when the wall fell, effectively making Nefertiti a symbol of united Germany. And so up until now, Nefertiti has resided in Germany. But although the bust has been far away from Egypt for a long time, as you can tell, Egyptians have not simply forgotten about it. They've demanded the queen's head at every possible turn. Egyptologist Dr. Zai Hawass, the head of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, had planned for Egypt to design a museum for the sole display of the Amarna cultural artifacts in Amarna. What better place to house the artifacts than their place of origin? This would surely convince the global community to send the bust back, right? Unfortunately for Egypt, the progression in the demands of the bust were marred by the Egyptian revolution of 2011. This is a headline. Three years ago, the Egyptian museum was looted and the building next to it torched. Only a human shield of patriotic Egyptians prevented a ransacking. And so this is a popular argument used by some countries in order to try to keep the artifacts that they had either outright stolen or had a sketchy past regarding ownership. More than eight artifacts were reported missing from the museum in Egypt, including what of Nefertiti herself after the ransacking. On one hand, there was also this group of civilians who put their lives on the line to protect their cultural patrimony. On the other, it's argued that it just was politically unstable. But this begs the question, does this mean that political stability becomes the basis of who can safely house art? So can art only exist in safe spaces? And what does it mean to make up a safe space? On the other hand, Dr. Hawass also makes a morally compelling argument to have the bust return to Egypt. To look at the bust of Nefertiti and the zodiac that shows the sky at the Louvre and the statue of the architect of the Great Pyramid, Hem Iono. Every piece that has been stolen from Egypt 
it should come back. It is the icon of our Egyptian identity. These artifacts were taken without the consent of Egyptians. Because remember, that's kind of what colonialism does. It doesn't give a voice to the people being ruled over. The symbols of their heritage, their history, were hauled out of their own countries, and they weren't even giving a fighting chance to protect what should have been theirs by right. Repatriation does not present a simple answer, and honestly, it probably never will. The answer cannot be simplified by law, nor can it be simply solved by moralistic drive. One side will always feel the loss of cultural patrimony, whether that object be repatriated or not. On one hand, the bust has sort of become the symbol of Germany. On the other, it's only because it was taken out of Egypt, without the say of Egyptians. There's also this issue of beauty. The reason why Germans were so stubborn in not returning the bust, and the reason why the bust has gained so much global recognition in the first place is because it is of a beautiful woman. Her neck is long and her features are symmetrical. She fits the beauty ideal, not just the one in the past, but the one in the present. The archaeologist who first discovered her was instantly enamored, so much so that he bent over backwards to make sure that he could take her with him. One of the reasons why Hitler would not relinquish the head of the queen is because, quote, the queen was flawless. In 2006, a researcher used a CT scan to uncover what lied behind the beautiful face of the queen. A bump on the ridge of the nose, wrinkles on the cheek and corners of the mouth, and less depth at the corner of the eyes. This is all just below the surface of the perfected bust that we know today. This has led experts to conclude that Tatmosa manipulated her natural looks in order to create an idealized version of the queen. It could have been to keep an Amarna style, or simply by order of her husband. For whatever reason, Tatmosa smoothed over her features, leaving the world to view her idyllic beauty. And so this will be my last couple of questions, and I leave it to you guys. What role does beauty play in this narrative? This back and forth of who should keep the bust? Does beauty or the ideals of being aesthetically pleasing play a role in repatriation? Or is this just kind of a unique instance? Or does beauty not even play a role in the story of Nefertiti? Thank you so much for listening. I'm Valeria Cuervo. I hope you liked this podcast. And if you do, and I would love to hear your thoughts, DM me, comment down below, anything. Have a good day.